This week we get defensive with Tony Salazar. As we look at the history of Westlake football, last week was special in a lot of ways. Where does that rank as far as moments for you and your coaching career being at a special place at a special time and, and representing the school the way that the team did last week? It was pretty important to all of us here, our players, our coaching staff. Uh, we took great pride in being able to be the staff that you know was on our watch during the 50th year anniversary to make sure we upheld all the traditions that came way before us. I mean, Hall of Fame coaches and Coach Long and Coach Schrader and, and obviously Coach Dabbs and, and, and Coach Neptune. We weren't here, a lot of these coaches during their time frame, uh, period, but we've heard several stories and we see testimonies from alumni and uh, about how important their time was here at Westlake and how special it was to them. And uh, we just want to make sure we provide that same type of hopefully memories and level of expectations. And um, we want to make, make sure that maintains here for the kids here at Westlake going forward. The cultures that you've been a part of, Dripping Springs, Mary Harden Baylor, and then coming here to Westlake, being a part of this culture, what are some of the things that you see similar from your experience personally? It starts with the kids. I think it starts with the type of kids you have and the type of kids you have in your program that, yeah, they're great athletes, and that's what a lot of people know them as, is student athletes on the field and what they're doing. But take that part away from them. They're also they're great young men. I mean, they're great sons. They're great brothers. Uh, and we hope 10, 15 years down the road, they're great husbands and great fathers themselves. I think we see a lot of that with some of their, their dads that maybe did go to school here in Westlake. This place meant so much to them that they brought their family back to raise them here. Um, I think that's a special part of the culture here in Westlake is you have familiar last names, that there's generations of, of people, of families that have played here and worn the same colors and obviously the red W on the helmet. So that makes this place pretty unique and obviously just the setting. What, what an amazing place that we get to uh, live and go to school at every single day. So what did you learn after the Del Valley game? Obviously in the last two ball games against Lake Travis and Del Valley, it's been a learning experience. You know, Coach Dodge would say exposed. I don't know if that's the right word. I think some people are going to do things differently and some people are going to have better athletes or better football players. What did you learn about your football team in the last two weeks? I think you got to make timely plays. I mean, there's they're going to be big turning moments uh, in the game, big third downs where on offense we got to convert, keep a drive going. On defense, you know, we got to find a way off the field on third down. We get inside the red zone with our offense we got to try to come away with seven points you know the opponent's offense in the red zone we got to find a way up the field hold them to a field goal attempt get a turnover so i think it's really about being result oriented in the right times of the game if you do those you know consistently each and every single week you tend to win the majority of those close football games and that's where we take from these last couple of weeks is making plays in the right moments when they present themselves putting yourself in position to to be successful in those with great week of work as a defensive coordinator this is your first group of kids that only know your defense and i think there's a lot that's been made about you know coach dodge and the offense and obviously the history here at westlake has been the offense one of the things that i've always noticed about the way that you approach defense is it's play to play to play everything that you know about how to play defense at westlake has been handled in the video room it's been handled at practice it's about putting kids in a position to react and i bring this up because in talking to sage and talking to leo and some of the other guys on the defensive side of the ball that have played a lot of football they don't know any other language and i think that's a testament to understanding how smart you have to be to play defense at westlake and you you talked about them being great men great students great sons but at the end of the day they're also really Really, really smart to speak of your timeliness comment i think being smart at the right time also plays a hand in it as well explain for the audience 
how much that makes a difference on how you coach. There's no doubt. We get highly intellectual students here, and uh, that's kind of par for the course. That's all throughout our school system, and that's a testament to the teachers here and the staff. However, you know, it doesn't come without work. I mean, they're smart, but these kids are putting in film time on their own. I mean, they're they're watching film on Sunday night about the next the next week's opponent. You see it when you walk through our office. The, the linemen are eating lunch together, watching film. I mean, that's they they are working for that for that um, that edge um, and doing it through film study and, and knowing their opponent the best they possibly can. So it definitely helps, and you partner that obviously with very intelligent kids. And we hope to always win that mental aspect, the mental part of the football game each and every week. What are some of the things you had to work on this week after Del Valley that you knew you had to sure up? Obviously, Del Valley brought a ton of athleticism, and I think not only that, they are well coached. In addition to how well they played, they were also coached well in the moment, prepared. They weren't scared of the moment, even though they couldn't stay in the game point-wise. They were right there. What are some of the adjustments that you're making this week in preparation of Hayes? You know, we, we want to be better tacklers always. I mean, you look back at every single game, there's opportunities where there was uh, a tackle be made and maybe the guy uh, broke a tackle or we took a bad angle. Or The effort's always there with our kids. We, we're never doubting our effort. Uh, I think it's execution of the game plan. You know, there's some times where uh, miscommunication here, miscommunication there might lead us to play a step behind and we clear those things up you know through reps this week and, and I think we're going to be all right but it's a totally different animal we're facing this week so uh, there'll be some new challenges presented this week and, and we hope our kids with one more day of work uh, are, are ready for them on Friday. Lesko brings a different animal indeed and you know while we saw some of that last year in in the first attempt with this group from Hayes now he's had a full year to really understand what his personnel can do well and it's 7-0 and and it doesn't matter in high school football, especially here in Austin in the Central Texas area. You're 7-0 and for a reason, and one of the reasons they are 7-0 and is that they're able to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Some of the things that you alluded to earlier, getting off the field on third down and really taking control of the clock. Describe from your perspective as a defensive coordinator why Hayes has been so successful with this slot T. One of the most demoralizing things for a football team is to continually give up first downs and rushing yards. And from our philosophy defensively, no matter if it's Hayes or anybody, else our number one goal each and every week is to stop the run and to try to make a team one-dimensional and, and so obviously that challenge is greater this week than it is in most weeks their style of offense requires you to be a very disciplined football team I want to say a dinosaur of an offense that you don't really see much in 6-8 football. However, they do it extremely well. You can tell their kids are um, in the right position. There's very few mental busts. You have all the kids blocking the same direction for the for the right play. Uh, they have counters on most of their run where a quarterback naked off of every run. There's a play-action pass off of most of their, their run schemes. They do a good job of dis- you know distributing the ball to different players and not letting you hone in on one ball carrier. And, and obviously, they're physical. They've got a physical brand of football that uh, you can start to see all throughout the program. As you mentioned, with the D-line play, with the linebacker play, and and obviously with the O-line play, they're being physical and running backs are running hard. We're interviewing Manolo Bustamante as our Shab of the Week, and I always talk about the offense and defensive line more so to create awareness of where the game is won and lost. I think we pay far too much attention to the success of quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers, and maybe some linebackers, and obviously corners if they make big plays. The game is won and lost up front with a smaller offensive line. That's something that we highlight for the the Hayes Rebels. They are small, but they are incredibly fast and incredibly athletic. Describe why, as a defensive line coach or a defensive coordinator, that is not necessarily the matchup that you want, and defending that becomes an issue as well. It does. I mean, uh, they have some very athletic linemen and that's obviously to get those linemen out you'll see on Friday night a bunch of pulling guards guards getting out on the perimeter and blocking on you know safeties and linebackers and 
nothing against them. We love the 300 pounders, but it's hard to move and pull a 300 pound guard all the way on the perimeter to block a corner. So they use those athletic linemen to their scheme very well. Quick traps on our defensive linemen. Those guards are pulling and trapping. They're not going to drop back and ask them to pass protect for 40 different drops in a game. So they have the linemen and their physical needs tailored specifically for this offense, and, and they're doing it at a very, very high level. We can talk about Xavier Green, but really when you look at the 1,000-yard back in seven games and you look at what he's been able to accomplish on a yards-per-carry situation, there's two other players that have over 350 yards rushing on this team. But really it comes down to the play and execution of the quarterback. Now we talk all the time about how a quarterback's got to be accurate and, and got to find the receivers and get the ball out quickly. But Durand Hill's job is a lot different but much more detail-oriented. He has got a lot of responsibility. Give people an idea of what that responsibility is like from your perspective. There's a lot of footwork involved with, with how they run their offense. You'll see different times there's two play fakes and they hand the football to the third running back. Uh, you see there's two play fakes and there's a bootleg attached to it. There's two play fakes and there's a play action pass that comes off it. So there's a bunch of different looks by the quarterback and the way he's opening once he takes the snap. Being cool cool under pressure. There's sometimes there's some play action passes and that pocket closes pretty quick because they're aggressive pass setting to make it look as much as run as like a run block as they can. Um, um, but he's sitting in the pocket and delivering the ball. If he gets too much pressure, he's using his legs to be able to escape some problems. There's not many busts. You don't see him putting the ball on the ground. You don't see missed handoffs in this offense where the, where the ball's fumbled. You don't see him throwing interceptions. So he's doing an outstanding job for him right now, commanding their offense. When you look at a collection of guys over the last few years and how dominant the defensive play has been, you've had good defenses, some would argue great defenses, filled with guys that are high profile. This year, however, there's a lot of guys that just play football very, very well and have played a lot of football. Guys like Sage Luther, obviously Leo Lowen, his ability to be kind of a hybrid player this year. But specifically, what is it about this group? There might not be a megastar, influential player. They're just all, as Coach Dodge would say, a lunch pail mentality group where they're just, you know, kind of bringing their hard hat every single game. What's it like to coach a team like that? Those guys, there's an expectation, you know, in the level of defensive play and execution. And no matter if this is your first year starting, your third year starting, um, there's still going to be, a, you know, some expectations to go out there and, and to do the best we possibly can to prevent them from scoring and obviously giving our offense the ball and the best opportunities for them to go score and so the bar does not drop every single year we talked to him before we started uh, we have goal boards and we talk about allowing 75 yards or less rushing a game and that's uh, I put that right there up with anybody else's you know expectations as to what they expect of a defense you know physically to physically stop the run and uh, we could have easily raised that bar to 125 because we had new guys on defense but we know with, with that level of execution uh, we can be right in every single football game that we line up and play uh, on Friday night so the standards are still there. New kids, they rise to the to the, um, the level of play, to the expectations every single year. We don't want it to be about me. We want it to be about us and, and we and team. And I think our defense hopefully personifies that uh, just like we, we hope it would. So I always take advantage of these conversations because of your defensive ability. And I take a lot of pride in watching you go against your boss. When it comes to spring ball, when it comes to scrimmages, I'd often ask you, how would you stop Westlake on offense? Well, this year, it's not just how do you stop Westlake. Which quarterback are you going to defend? Ryan Lindley, 
freak of nature and Mason Mangum, and you couple that with very good offensive line play without giving anything away. What is it about Westlake's offense that would frighten you if you were on the other side? The playmakers all over the field, and, and I think what makes Coach Dodge and, and Coach Rogers' offense um, very, very hard to defend is that they're not just throwing to one receiver. You know that they're not just highlighting. There's not one guy with 70 catches and five others with 10. I mean, you look at our stat sheet, and there's plenty of guys with 20 catches here, 20 catches there, 30 catches here, and that's hard to defend when you're spreading the football around to, to different parts of the field. It makes them be balanced on defense, uh, makes them defend the whole field, and then obviously throw the new trio of quarterbacks we have going this year. Uh, I'm lucky I haven't had to face that yet. Uh, you know, we've had years where we've played two quarterbacks before, and you have to game plan for two different ones, but three is definitely new to me. All three of those kids, you know, bring something great to our program and, and to our offensive scheme. It's been fun to get to watch. I hope they keep it up at a, at a very, very high level, and I'm, I'm sure they will. They, they have big expectations of that room, just as uh, we do on the defensive side. So You don't envy your I colleagues. I don't envy the, the other side, the defensive <laughs> coordinators that have to go against us, and, and luckily at this point, um, our offense has been scoring plenty of points to give us, our, our football team, a chance to win every single week. Coach, as always, thanks for the time and good luck. Yes, thank you so much.